0: In our services since we've been doing this, and I know everybody can't come every time and all that kind of stuff, but and we we may not do it every week. We may try to have some breaks in there because with some other stuff, whatever like that. But prayer is important. I mean, believe that. So, if I could for the next. Um, few minutes. I won't be real long with this and when we get done, I just want us to find a place seek God get a hold of Him because how many believe that prayer changes things? Prayer changes things and we have got to get a hold of a spirit of prayer listen to a man today talking and he said that he is a Um, his family got a hold of the spirit of prayer. Joel Orson's uh, family, who it was. And They got a hold of the spirit of prayer. And that's what I'm praying, that this church gets a hold of the spirit of prayer. Because when people get hungry and want to pray, let me tell you what, it's going to change something. It's going to change things radically and turn things upside down. And I had some notes jotted down. Just trying to find them. Maybe. Hope not. No, well, I'll be all right. I can wing it. Ah, there they are. So, anyway. I'm going to read something out of James. Something we probably all heard. If you've been anywhere around about prayer or anything like that. It's a very famous scripture. Let me me talk about this first. The whole purpose we're starting to do this is we want a church to get excellent. The um, got a book ordered, I'm fixing to read it, hadn't got it, been heard this phrase a lot. The enemy of great is good. We get settled in a spot that we're we're happy with good. And good's good enough. But God wants us to be great. In order for the church to be what it needs to be. It needs to be great. In order to have a great church, it takes great people. Not saying that we don't have that right now, but I know we're all victims of the ire that we live in right now. We're living an ire that tries to demand so much of us. And we'll set, every one of us, to say, I don't have time to do anything. How many would agree? Mm -hmm. But yet we do what we want to do. That's the exact truth. We do what we want to do. And um, a church of excellence is going to take a people of excellence. And excellence, you find anybody who is, an, that has a, a tremendous, great spirit, whether it be in a, the dominant world, spiritual world, whatever, there are people that has tremendous disciplines and they're extremely mature in God and mature, period. What brings us to maturity? Why do we have so many kids nowadays and adults that are not mature? Why do we have 30-year-old men playing video games for hours, neglecting their family and all this kind of stuff? Why do we have this? And the reason we don't have people that is where they need to be Brother Donnie, is the fact that it's a world that doesn't have a discipline. And the reason we don't have disciplines is because we have horrible habits. Good habits creates discipline, and discipline creates maturity in our lives. Anybody agree with that? Mm-hmm. We have horrible habits. What discipline is we have? Exactly. A habit through a process of time will create a discipline, and this is how a child grows up and becomes a mature adult, we discipline that child through correction, but through correction also you can use maybe a twofold definition of discipline. Discipline, you will end up disciplining their selves to say, "Oh, if I if I do that, I may get in trouble. If I don't do that, we know what I'm talking about." So, in order for us to be what God wants us to be, we need to have good habits. And I think one that we're really lacking in is prayer. We have bad prayer habits. We have bad prayer prayer habits. We need good prayer habits. And through a process of doing some, creating a habit, it will create a discipline. And that discipline will create maturity. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we need. And how important is prayer Folks, if we don't have prayer, let's shut the door and go home. Amen. If we're not praying in church, let's just quit having church. Let's, let's go to the country club. It's going to be the same result. Let's go. We can, we can have music and all that at the country club and and pay somebody else to clean it up. You know? Don't worry about it. But to be what we really need to be, folks, we need, we need some good good prayer habits. Amen. The church without prayer, nothing. So, James, the bishop of the New Testament church, so many believe he's the bishop over most all of these. When you read his writings, it's totally, totally different and incredible. The scriptures that we've heard so many times, any sick, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. This is uh, James 5 and 14, where I'm at now. 13 13 through 17. 13 through 16, I'm sorry. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them look at them. No, pray over them. Anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. That's something I want to talk about one of these days, but let me just throw it out there for a second. It's not that we don't have faith. We have all the faith in the world, folks. We just have faith in the wrong things. We have faith in the bad stuff and not what we're supposed to have. It's just a thought. Throw it out there for you. But the prayer of the faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. And if he have committed any sin, they shall forgive, be forgiven them. Confess your faults one another and pray for one another. What we're talking about here Sunday morning. That you may be healed. This right here. This is what will give us a discipline. a habit of a prayer, Brother Dying. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Why does our prayers not do anything? Because how many people you hear say, Oh, I pray, but God don't do anything. Well, it takes an effectual, fervent prayer. Of a righteous man. There's three important things right here. Effectual. If you look effectual up, you don't get effectual by itself. You get effectual fervent together. It's actually, they, they, this word, they put these two together to try to, to, uh, put, to tell us how important this is. To be effectually fervent means to be active. you got to have a prayer life that's active. To be mighty in, show forth, to work. So James is telling us here: Look, if you're going to have a prayer life, it's going to have to be an active prayer life. You can't just pray when you're sick. You can't just pray when when uh, you need something. We got to pray every day. Amen. Do you want to get a habit? You do something every day. Man, I've, I've drove to Madisonville to work so many times. And if, if it's a vacation off day and it's about the time I usually go to work, if I get in a truck, I catch myself. If I'm supposed to go this way, I'll turn this way anyway. Because it's a habit. I have to go that way. And when we create a habit in our life, we got it's got to be active. Right? Why we don't pray every day? We're not active about it. We, we don't. Try to be mighty in it. We don't work at it. And folks, if we're going to pray and we're going to see the revival of Mary and like we need to see, we're going to have to get busy and we're going to have to have an active prayer life. Not just at this church, but at home too. Amen? Amen. And he went on to say the the effectual fervent prayer of what? A righteous man. You can pray all day long, but if you're not righteous, God's not going to answer your prayer. What is righteousness? It is being uh, it's yeah it's just right, being right, holy, just, innocent. We're doing what God wants us to do in the word. we're living by the word. we're living righteous, we're trying our best to have a life that doesn't have sin in it and be righteous. why, why are we doing this this effectual fervent prayer? Because we want something to be availed, right? Mm-hmm. Effectual fervent prayer for a righteous man availeth much. What is availeth? It means to be able. It means can do. Could be of strength. This is what the definition of it. So what this is really saying is if you have an effectual fervent prayer and you're righteous, you're going to have a can do in your life. Amen. You're going to be able your prayers are going to be able to move things. And people going to look at you and they're going to realize, hey, there's something about that person. They have a discipline of prayer. They're mature in prayer. Right? Amen. See, in Daniel 6, we've been doing all this talking about it. We've been talking about Daniel a lot because he had that excellent spirit. When Daniel, when they made that decree against uh, prayer, saying you can't talk, you can't petition any, anybody but the king for 30 days. What's the Bible say that Daniel done? Daniel. When Daniel, it said when Daniel knew that that decree had been made, what did he do? He went three times a day and prayed anyway. Amen. Why? He had a habit of it, Brother Donnie. He had a discipline of it. It didn't matter whether it was a good day that day or a bad day. He went and he prayed three times a day. Somebody says, Brother Orton, you saying we gotta pray three times a day? We gotta pray. If we get a discipline, you can pray three times a day. You can pray five times a day. The Muslims pray five times a day. They don't care where they are. When that time and that hour hits, they don't care if they're in Walmart, they're in an airport, they drop to their knees and they start saying their prayers in front of anybody and everybody. Elder G.A. Mangan one time, he passed on now, but he was somewhere in, on an, air, in an airport fixing to get on an airplane. I think he actually on the airplane. And all of a sudden all the Muslims dropped to their knees and started worshiping their God. And his son Anthony looked around and he said, and there was G.A. Mangan right beside of them, Speaking in tongues. And, and he said, I'm not going to let no Muslim outdo me. And they're serve, not serving the true God. Amen. And folks, when we get this in us and this prayer inside of us, I, look what's happened the last two or three weeks in church service. Amen. No, we've not had people flooding in here. But look what's happening. Amen. This, this chassis got an incredible blessing. People... Coming up front. People that hadn't been up front a while. And worship is happening. I'm mean, going to you know what. God's fixing to heal some people. God's going to deliver some people. Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Look what, Dan- what it got Daniel. He prayed. That's why he had an excellent spirit. He was in God, Brother Donnie. He was grown up. We got a bunch of sissy Christians nowadays first little thing that comes against you, you're ready to quit and leave. Why? Because you're like the little kid playing and all of a sudden your toy gets broke or somebody steals your toy and you want to run off down the road because you're a little crybaby that's not grown up. (laughs) But when we grow up and we have habits in our life and disciplines in our life when you're not going to hurt my feeling, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this to serve God. And I'm just gonna be a few more minutes here with this, but just real quick, I want to talk about some real quick disciplines that we need in our lives to to it to uh in our prayer lives. Just real quick, and I I want us to I want us to pray. And we're gonna pray tonight, but from this day forth, what I want you folks to do and me is every day start creating. These disciplines of prayer, and there's so many, but just a few I picked out here that I feel like it's important. The first one's here in the famous scripture we all know in Psalms 100 Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise, and be thankful to him and bless his name. Let me tell you what, we should never enter into prayer without having thanksgiving. Somebody well, I don't have nothing to be thankful for. Then you're narrow-minded and you're selfish and you're a sport rotten brat that needs to grow up and have some disciplines in your life. Amen. But Lord, you've been hard. I'm going to tell you what. These nights of prayer meeting, people who show up, they want to be here, and that means you're wanting some stronger meat. Amen. So I'm going to give it to you. Get your thumb out of your mouth and get on your knees. Amen. Realize i got something to thank God for. Well, i got to thank God for her. There's not a bus out there tonight. Everybody that showed up drove. Sister Lisa rode with Brother Donnie, I'm guessing. But she's got a truck. Thank you, Lord, i got a vehicle. Amen. Stick that baby down in reverse or drive, whichever way you tuck you. Thank you, Lord, it, it's going in gear. Give it gas, go down. Thank you, Lord, I'm, I'm on my way to church. None of you here are naked. Thank God. thank God for that. Thank God you had clothes to put on. As a matter of fact, I don't think none of you had the same clothes you had on yesterday It was here. <clears throat> thank God we got more and more change of garment. We can find something to thank God for. We're just narrow-minded and we're selfish and we don't realize it. What could happen? You see, why we can't never get into praise is because we can't first thanks. Amen. Thanks leads to Praise. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and be thankful. We can't even get in his courts until we learn how to thank God and praise him. So every day, if we want to get in the court where God is and his presence is, Brother Cliff, if we can learn every day to wake up and have a thanksgiving in our heart, God, I think you woke me up today. I thank you yeah, I got a job. I thank you yeah, I got food on my table. I think and you know the next thing you know, it turns into something else. And then all of a sudden, that thanksgiving you start saying, I praise you, Lord. I I praise you for it. And that's something different. And that's the way we're supposed to enter into prayer. And if we can have a discipline, get in a habit, get in a habit when you start your prayers, that it's not about you. But it's about what He's done for you. And Brother Noah, if we can get in a habit, that we always start with prayer. Jacob was talking about it last night. Them people, and I've seen them. They'd just be sitting around saying, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to be that person. But if you never thank God any other time. But if we have a habit, Sister Lisa, that every day we're thanking God. And we're praising God for everything around us. And it'll be something to resonate in our spirit. And we'll have such a habit on the inside of us, Brother Donnie. We'll thank God everywhere we're at. Everywhere we're at. And we'll go quickly through this so we can pray here in just two or three minutes. Matthew chapter 6. It's the Lord's, what they call the Lord's Prayer, but it's really our prayer. It's, it's a lesson on how to pray. He said, pray ye after this manner. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's just like what I was talking about a while ago. You tell him how great he is. Thank him. Every day, if you can use this as a pattern for your prayer, let me tell you what, you're going to create such a habit and a discipline in your life. You'll be like Daniel. It won't matter what kind of decree they come against you, Brother Donnie, though you're gonna pray. Thy will be done in earth as in heaven. Every day start saying, God, what's your will for my life? Every day start praying, God, what is your will for my life? Lord, what what's your desire for me today? I want to be doing your will, not my will. Every day we can search the will of God. Give us this day our daily bread. Every day we need some bread, folks. At that point, you could start in prayer. At this point in the prayer, you could every day say, okay, this is going to be my time. I'm going to read the Word. Let's just not read it to check this thing off. Sometimes we just zip right through to check off on our bread chart and we don't even have no idea what we've even read. We need to sit down and do some studying. Get you a good Bible concordance or dictionary and dig it out for yourself. Let me tell you what. We want to see a revival in the church. We want to see a revival in your home. If we can start doing this stuff, Come on, we got some. We got some Facebook FBI's out here. I know it. how How many hours, minutes, if you sit looking at somebody and doing some FBI work on them, trying to figure out whether you want them to be in your life or not be in your life or be in your family's life? Come on, let's be some Bible FBI's. Okay, let's dig in the Word of God. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Every day, search your heart and forgive those you need to forgive and ask God to forgive you. I'm talking about a discipline in your life, of forgiveness. That When you have a discipline of forgiveness in your life, what happens? It puts empathy in your life and you realize that God's forgiven you for things and you look at other people different. And you realize that they're just like you are and they're just as human as you are and God forgave you and you need to forgive them and He's going to forgive you and if every day we could cross that bridge of forgiveness and asking God to forgive us. He goes on to say, lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil. How many times you ran into temptation through the day? What would have happened in the morning if you had prayed and you had a habit, a discipline in the morning and said, God on this day... Lead me not into temptation, Amen. but deliver me from evil. It's been a lot of times God might have spared you from temptation in your life. He might have delivered you from, from evil that was coming from your life because you had a habit and a discipline. Somebody says, what about Daniel? Well, well who knows? He prayed evidently that morning. I don't know what time of the day they throwed him in the lion's den, but he had been praying and God didn't bring him out of the lion's den Immediately, he didn't keep him from going in the lion's den, but he brought him out of the lion's den. Amen. Sometimes you've got to go through the fire like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Sometimes you've got to go through the lion's den. But when we have a habit and a discipline, and we're mature in our life, Brother Donnie, God can bring us through them things. Amen. And He ends it with, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He ends it the same way He starts it. And there's so much more in the discipline of prayer. I challenge you to start studying prayer, seeking prayer. And Brother Donnie, if we can start every day, say, I'm gonna I'm gonna develop some habits of prayer. We've got to. I pray every day. Do I pray this type of prayer every day? No. I'm I'm your pastor here today, and I'm gonna be very I'm going to be transparent with you. No, I don't. Do I want to? I'm planning on it. I, I want to get to the point, Brother Donnie, where when somebody's sick, they say, I know where you can go. I know a person that's disciplined, a person that's mature in God. I know somebody that knows how to get a hold of God. Don't you want that to be you? Hey, you call me. and Want me to pray for your headache, your sickness? I will pray for you. But let me tell you what: you have that same power. Amen. We can get the same discipline. All we got to do, brother Cliff, is just realize. You know what? You, if we could teach our kids like this at this age right now, got to do something. And that's why we're here on Monday night for prayer meeting. This is why us uh, dozen of us, I guess, are so, here tonight. I hope that's why you're here. If not, that's what I'm pushing us for. And I'm gonna to try to, for a little while, every time, give you 15, 20 minutes of something like this, encourage us in prayer or in something, Brother Donnie. Because folks, it's getting real, okay? Jesus is coming back. They're fixing to throw some of us in line then, okay? Or we have do we have an excellent spirit? Can we take it? Can we pray? You want to see your children safe? pray every day. Throw them on the altar. You want to see your husband, your wife say, throw them on the altar. You want to see your parents, your grandparents say, throw them on the altar. you having financial troubles, throw them on the altar. No problem. Having marital problems, throw them on the altar. Seek God. Pray. Say, God, I need you to intervene in this. But for goodness sake, don't let that be your only prayer. You find somebody else to pray for. You find something else to pray about. You find a, that list. Uh, here's somebody's here. Some, somebody gave me theirs last night. and It's at home. I'll bring it back to you. Make rewrite it, whatever. Take that. Get you a prayer journal. Pray. Seek. These people need to be saved. We need to be saved, folks. Amen. I want to find somewhere to pray. Let's get a hold of God. Let's bombard heaven. Let's let God know we're here on business. We won't see something change. I challenge you right now that tonight, when the first business start thanking God, and then going from that point, brother Donnie, I think we need to ask God to help us in some disciplines of prayer. That when we leave here every day, say God, we're gonna, I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to start praying like I've never prayed before. So let's find a place and pray, folks, and so let's get a hold of.